Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to the podcast, Chloe. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Thanks for asking. How are you? Good. Really good, thank you. I think given the circumstances, trying to see every day as uh, a lovely opportunity to try something new and also stay calm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's a, an exercise in staying calm. It's, it doesn't necessarily come naturally every day. It's something I'm definitely working on. But it's something that you have devoted your career to, uh, Karma You. Um, the, the reason you and I met originally was because of your first brilliant book, The Anxiety Solution. Um, so I wonder, has this time, did you feel when you realised, oh, everything's got a bit real now? Did you feel quite well equipped to navigate this period? Yeah, I think a lot, a lot of people have asked me, because I've spoken a lot about my own experiences with anxiety, have I become really anxious lately? Um, and I have to say, I think for some people who've, who have a history of anxiety or experience anxiety, I think when there is a real crisis, sometimes those people are actually best best kind of prepared and actually okay and it's the littler things in life that will trigger them and I've actually yeah luckily been pretty okay throughout this this period and um yes I feel very lucky for that but um definitely heard from a lot of other people that it's it's the most anxious time that they've ever kind of lived through so I think there's we're, we're all experiencing it in different ways I think I think the most important thing I've been saying to people who've been reaching out saying that they are feeling anxious for the first time or are feeling more anxious than they've ever felt before is, well, that's a perfectly normal reaction to a pandemic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think however you're experiencing it is okay. Let's not let's not make ourselves wrong or beat ourselves up because that just adds a new layer of rubbish. Exactly. Yeah. But it made, you, it made me think of you for feel-good habits because the idea of the show was to really... Um, share with listeners those tips and tricks that people use to fend off a bad mood, whether you can feel that dark, gloomy cloud gathering overhead, or, you know, just those mornings when you don't want to get out of bed, or also those, you know, those times when you feel like you're working so hard, and it feels as though the world is just working against you. And it's so hard to sort of keep a smile on your face and go, yes, I'm still here and I'm chipper. And you just seem like a perfect person to speak to because you are very good at these kind of strategies. Good, good, good to know. <laughs> Hopefully I am. <laughs> okay, so how are we kicking off? What's your first feel-good habit? Yeah, so I, I think I want to just start off by saying that um, sort of staying calm and staying positive is, is definitely something I have to work on. I think people sometimes think, because I'm all about, yeah, helping people to stay calm, that I'm always calm, and that's not the case. And actually I learned recently when I'd stopped a few habits thinking, getting kind of cocky, thinking, I don't need to do this. I'm fine. Like I'm just flying. And then actually life started to catch up on me. And I realized I actually do need things in place. And I think potentially we all need things in place because modern life is not what we have evolved to deal with. So we need to have these things in place. 
Um, but I'll share the first habit. And I hope I hope this is considered a habit, but it's definitely something that I've been been doing a lot recently, and that's um leading and, and participating in sharing circles. And I had never heard of this or done anything like this up until um, last year when I was in a, like a, I think you call it a mastermind, where it's like a group of people in a similar job, so different coaches and things, and they were all from America. Um, And I think Americans are kind of, I don't know if they're further ahead in this sort of woo-woo stuff. Um, But basically every single week we had a sharing circle together in this mastermind, and it was about all of us on Zoom, connecting, taking a few minutes to share things that we were struggling with, things that we were celebrating, which can sometimes be the, the hardest thing to, to even think about that or um, think about it almost, I think, especially English people have this sense of it's not good to celebrate yourself. It's not good to be to be cocky or too yeah. full of yourself. Actually, it's okay to celebrate yourself, I've learned. And actually, it's a good thing and it's it's nice for other people and it's and it's good for us. So that's something that I've been incorporating into my life um, over the last few months in particular. So whether that's when I'm doing a a kind of a group program, I have sharing circles as part of that, but I've kind of brought different friends together from different kind of friendship groups and we've kind of formed this this sharing circle and we're getting together tomorrow actually to um, sit around and just ask ourselves a few simple questions. One of them is, how am I really? And just knowing that it's okay to to answer in whatever way is true for you. And then the question, what is important to you right now? And then what are you celebrating? So this is, I hope this is considered a habit, but it's something that's made a massive difference to me. And um, yeah, it really is helpful for that sense of connection. I think when we can't see each other so much in real life, particularly now. That's such a nice idea as well, because I definitely like my WhatsApp groups have become very active, but it's more, it's more just having sort of random conversations, but actually that's a really nice idea to kind of get together, uh, whether it's a WhatsApp group or a Zoom call or whatever it might be. And actually with a little bit of purpose, have something of a structure. Yeah, I think um, I find quite often with friends, our conversations can be really amazing, but sometimes we don't actually get down to how we are really sometimes we'll be just chatting about what's been happening in life and kind of the events of life and not really talking about how we are and so having that space to actually talk about how you are really um rather than the surface how are you I think is really valuable that's those are great questions as well did you come up with those questions yeah so the how are you really question comes from a book called the millionth circle by um Shinoda Bolan I think her name is and yeah so those questions as well were from uh, my mentor Nisha Moodley that I was working with last year so can't take credit for those questions but they're quite often used in sharing circles I understand yeah oh I started following Nisha Moodley last year how funny she's amazing she's amazing she's amazing so she sorry did you say she's a mentor yeah so she runs um a lot of retreats and she does the masterminds where people get together a lot of coaches and but actually in our group it was all sorts of different women from different um you know work work types and getting together and Nisha is just amazing at um facilitating and being and showing being an amazing example of what leadership is actually so I think that's what what I took away from it 
Oh, that's interesting. I must admit, I do like the idea of mentorships, um, but I've never really fully explored any in my own life. So it's really interesting. Do you feel like you get a real benefit from having that kind of relationship? Yeah, I think it's I think it's about having someone that's ahead of the curve or head, ahead of you in your career and knows things that you don't know that you can just ask questions. Um, I think that's invaluable. It's been amazing. And, and having a group of people in the mastermind to kind of bounce ideas off each other and ask each other questions. I think it was amazing. Yeah. Sounds really lovely. Okay. So does that lead us neatly into Herbert number two? Yes. I hope it's neatly <laughs> into it. Um, yeah. So this is something that I've only recently gotten into and I'm actually doing a course on it at the moment on Zoom. It's an American teacher. Um, it's something called the Sedona Method. And I don't know if you've heard of that. I have. But you're going to have to remind me. Yeah. So it's um, obviously I can't kind of teach it to people, um, but I can explain the premise of it. And it's about, I suppose the simplest explanation is it's about welcoming your feelings and this idea that much of the time, myself included, we have this tendency just to push down our feelings, particularly unpleasant feelings like anxiety or discomfort or anger, sadness, all these feelings that we tend to push down by staying busy, by distracting ourselves, by making ourselves wrong for feeling what we're feeling. And actually in the Sedona Method, the practice is just to say to yourself, could I welcome this feeling? And have this sense of um, kind of opening to what it is that you're feeling, almost diving into the feeling. So diving into the anxiety, diving into the discomfort. And something really interesting happens when we do that. And um, in that, the feeling starts to dis disappear. Um, the feeling starts to get processed, as I understand it. And um, there's a lot of other steps in this kind of process to do with letting it go but there is something so powerful I think about just welcoming the feeling so I've been doing a lot of that myself I've noticed things coming up in terms of having just been cooped up with my partner for the last 13 or 14 weeks or where we're up to now and just the kind of like the irritation that I would normally just try and suppress but just giving myself a moment to, to feel it to welcome it and knowing that by doing that I'm actually processing it rather than you know, just trying to shove it down. And actually, it's probably going to come up later mm. on in, in snapping at him or being irritable if I don't, if I don't allow myself to, to, to feel it. It's interesting. It's making me think about, um, I see a lot of people on Twitter saying, I wish people just would stop X or I feel triggered. Don't mention that to me again. And I feel like you just can't close, you can't close yourself off to those things. You have to face them. Mm. Otherwise, there'll always be there's always potential to come up against a, a block or a barrier. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think we get so, we're so scared of feeling our feelings. We're so terrified of allowing ourselves to feel anxious as though if we let it in, it's going to be there forever and never leave. But actually mm -hmm. the opposite is true. By suppressing it, it never leaves. By feeling it, welcoming it, then it can start to subside or we just can change our relationship to it we can realize actually I can handle this feeling um another thing that they do in the Sedona method is to welcome wanting to let it go so can I just welcome this feeling of wanting to not feel anxious for example and 
And sometimes that can just be enough to stop that internal battle that can go on inside of us, I think. Sounds really gentle, but like it would, you'd get a lot of benefit from it. Yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very simple, very, very simple, but definitely encourage people to to try it. That's what I've been working on a lot recently. Ah, the Sedona method. I'll definitely have to look that up. I like these are great habits, Chloe. These are fantastic. <laughs> I'm I'm digging these. Okay, what is habit number three? Okay. <laughs> so I've got I feel like a game show up. host. <laughs> Behind <laughs> door number three. <laughs> Um, I've clearly got a lot of time on my hands. Maybe <laughs> like some people who don't have children, I've got more time on my hands than before. Um, so my third habit is Qigong, um, which for people that don't know is a practice that comes from China. It's thought to be around um, 3,000 years old. And it's what Tai Chi, everyone probably knows what Tai Chi is. It's what Tai Chi is based on. So Qigong is the, the more ancient form of um, Tai Chi. And um, I'm not an expert by any means. Um, I have done you know a few weekends course and that's it. But basically with Qigong, you can either do it physically or you can. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply can actually do it in your mind and a way of doing it in your mind is to um imagine your mind expanding out I don't know if you can imagine that if you think about that if your mind expanding out um almost as if you can kind of imagine your mind going off into the horizon I don't know if that makes makes sense and then you bring your mind back you sort of bring your attention back into your body and what they're doing in qigong is um chi is is like energy just think of chi as energy and um there's there's this idea that we if we are expanding our mind out we're, we're expanding our mind out and when we bring our mind back we're bringing chi back into the body so we're bringing good energy back into the body and um i was really skeptical about this i kind of was slightly dragged along uh on a course to to study it and thought it would be a waste of time and thought it was, you know, it couldn't be real. But I'm pretty convinced that it has helped in certain ways. Like, I feel like um, I haven't had a cough or a cold, for example, in the last two years since doing it. And that could be coincidence, but I've got a feeling that is linked to, to doing this kind of practice. So I just do a bit of Qigong every day as well. Lovely. I like the idea of that. And it, I like the idea that you can... You can either do it physically or you can practice it. It sounds a little bit like um, meditation. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, often people do it physically. I don't know if you've ever seen, I don't know if people do it in parks, but they're kind of reaching their arms out and gathering their arms back in. It's kind of a bit like Tai Chi in that way. I can't remember whether, I th- can't remember whether Patrick Swayze was doing Qigong or um, Tai Chi in Roadhouse, but definitely <laughs> one of the two. So I do know what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but you can do it in your mind as well. You can do it in your mind. Yeah, so it's a, it's a type of meditation, I suppose, in that way. Um, but it's interesting to me, I think as a hypnotherapist, it's, you kind of learn as a hypnotherapist that the mind is so powerful and that actually we can change things just by what we focus on and where we put our attention and what we visualize. And I think Qigong's another example of that by, you know, we can use our minds potentially to, to help us with our health or our immune system. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of solidified that that belief for me yeah I know it's removed from that slightly but I remember I mean last time I saw you I was really struggling with anxiety and I remember you you keep reading things or I would keep reading things that would that would say you know it's a choice you get to have a choice when you wake up in the morning about whether you have a good day or a bad day and it can be a really difficult process to shift that thinking but once you do get to a point where you go, no, do you know what? Actually, today I'm not going to feel like that. And I'm determined to feel really good. And you kind of, you live a bit more in the moment and you enjoy making the coffee. You do understand the power of the mind that if you leave it unchecked and it does have a tendency to veer like a, like a broken supermarket trolley to the left into negativity, you can actually, you, you can pull it back with just a few different steps. Not that I'm necessarily saying that good mental health is a choice, but um, what you're saying about uh, how how you view the world and uh, the practice of the qigong and the mind and everything, I think it's it really hammers hammered home to me when I've been working on my own mental health that you do have a lot more power sometimes than you think you do. Mm, definitely, and I think I mean if we can believe that we have a choice, that's an important belief that we can try and cultivate. Because if you believe that you don't you don't have any choice, then you don't that's going to be true for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, it's not true that we always have a choice. There are so many different factors that can come into our, our mental health, but believing that we're not victims of our childhoods or our you know, life circumstances, I think is quite an empowering idea. If we can kind of tap into that, we can focus on things that can make us feel better in the moment. Yeah. I love it. Right. Okay. I really am enjoying these habits. So let, I don't, kind of don't want them to end, but we are going to have to move on to number four. <laughs> so I... <laughs> um, I'm already excited. So I had three main ones and then I just had um, one kind of extra one, um, which is, um, I think I'm, get, I'm getting into the habit of watching, <laughs> watching like online courses um so I become kind of yeah having too much time on my hands clearly um more and more interested in in trying to um yeah use this time to learn something and so I've been doing different online courses and I think I'd definitely enrolled in online courses in the past but not necessarily had time to do them or not committed to them fully but now because I'm not commuting anywhere I feel like I have more time so I've been learning a few things like I did a writing course recently and so the habit might be to while I'm having my you know tea and breakfast in the morning to kind of watch a a video that I feel's 
somehow enriching my life. I think um, it's important to me to have this sense of always learning things. That's one of my values. So um, I'm trying to use the time in the morning to um, learn something. So online courses, I guess, is my new habit as well. Is, is there anything in, in particular that you, for someone listening to this, who's thinking, gosh, I've um, watched a lot of TV during lockdown, or I've done seven series of such and such in lockdown. Um, have you got any advice for getting into it? Because I, for example, have been um, fiddling around with Skillshare, which is very much that, that kind of online courses and for lots of different things. And I really enjoy it. And sometimes I'll do look at a course that's to do with entrepreneurship. Sometimes I'll look at one that's to do with tech, because I, as we were talking about before we started recording, like had to learn how to become a sound engineer and an online tech expert in lockdown. And then other times it's just like how to cultivate an indoor garden. Is there any, if someone's thinking, actually, I really like this idea, is there a way to ease your way in so you don't bamboozle yourself before you get too far? That's such a good point. And I also want to say that I've also watched a lot of TV in lockdown. I'm not like constantly <laughs> bettering myself. <laughs> a lot of Netflix has been watched. No judgment. Um, I think I think if you can team up with someone else and do it t- together, I think that's more motivating. Um, I've been doing things with a friend. We've both been doing a course together and then we might chat about it on WhatsApp later or just check in with each other about how we're doing. Um, some courses will have a live aspect to it. So if there are kind of live things for you to get involved in, sometimes that's a bit more motivating because you're, you know, you put it in the diary and it's more likely to happen, for example. Um, but I think with these sorts of things as well, it's really important to not beat yourself up about Mm. if you fall behind, if you don't, you know, do as much as you wanted, just be really gentle with yourself because, you know, you're going to be doing the best that you can and, you're really defeating the object of doing something positive for yourself if you then turn it into something to, to beat yourself up about. So, yeah, people shouldn't beat themselves up if they if they try and don't manage to finish them or whatever. Yeah, yeah you don't have to necessarily do it on the first try as well. Yeah, yeah. It's often these are things you can come back to and and, yeah, do it a year later or something. That's definitely what I've done. Exactly. And also, I can't let you go without talking about, and I was saying to you before we started recording, um, you and I recorded, and I'll put the link to the episode, uh, we recorded a show together about your book, The Anxiety Solution. And I really wanted to speak to you because at the time I was really, I mean, I had a full panic attack in in your office because I had, the the journey to get to you that day had been such a... um, I'm terribly embarrassed even just thinking about it now but you have this brilliant book and I have given it away so many times that I think I've bought four or five copies and I no longer have one in my home because I have lent it to people and it just never comes back to you and so if someone's listening to this and they maybe have experienced anxiety are experiencing anxiety or they know somebody who is I just wondered if you could just give a little bit of a top line about that book because I can tell everyone I love it till uh, I'm blue in the face, but I'd really just love to hear from you because obviously you created it. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I wrote the book with um, younger women in mind. It addresses a lot of the things that we struggle with from comparison to putting pressure on ourselves to needing to be perfect, um, not feeling good enough all these kind of themes that I found were very often at the root of anxiety for myself and for the people that I was working with. 
and um and it just includes lots of different tools and lots of different things to help you to shift your mindset it's really simple things um in there that you can incorporate into your life day to day um and ways just to think about things differently so that you can feel calmer and, and feel better about yourself so um it's very practical and i hope relatable as well to 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 people um and i've had my own issues with anxiety and panic attacks and that sort of thing so it's coming from that place as well yeah you can really really tell as well because you're it's almost like i don't want you to have to feel it as badly as i did it, that really comes through it's like so you're okay you sort of you know it's lovely mm. so um I will obviously put the link to that book and you have Brave New Girl as well which is all about confidence yes yeah so I thought once we've once we've kind of got a handle on our anxiety then we can start to move out into the world and get better at saying no and stop being such people pleasers again all coming from personal experience so it's kind of about about taking it to the next the next step and, and being more confident well, maybe we should create another show around that at some point in the near future. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. But those were great, great habits. Thank you so much for sharing them, listeners. Obviously, the links to Chloe, Chloe's brilliant podcast, Chloe's books will be in the show notes and all of the links to any courses or anything else that we think you might like to follow on from this. But Chloe, thank you so much for making a return to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 